Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to episode three of On the Fence. I wanted to thank you guys for listening. Ever since we launched, you guys have been showing me so much support, reviewing me on Apple Podcasts. And if you guys haven't done that, it would be incredible and it would help me a lot if you could go give me a five-star rating. It helps push the podcast out to more people. And you guys have just been incredible. So thank you once again. If you guys would like to follow me on Instagram, it's just simply Monica Xamet. Nice and easy. And yeah, I hope you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving. And if you don't live in the U.S., I hope that it was a time that you thought about what you're grateful for to have in your life. I mean, I know 2020 has been brutal for almost everybody that I know, but there has to be some kind of positives that you can find from it all. And that truly helps, at least in my experience. So without further ado, here's another episode. I decided to use my mom's insulin needles to inject bleach into Pop-Tarts for three days straight through the wrapper. This is On the Fence with Monica Oxsamet. Today with us, we have our first female guest, Olivia. I met Olivia through TikTok which is hilarious. You posted that story about your one of your crazy dating stories um, from Raya. And I was like, oh, yeah, you could just give me an invite. You know, I've been trying to get on there for a while. That didn't happen until my whole TikTok story unfolded. And you're like, you know what, girl? You need some help. <laughs> here's, here's a Raya invite. Oh, my gosh. I'm dying. No, I actually felt so bad. I watched that story and I was like, what? A terrible human being. Like, who would do this to her? Like, at that point, yeah. I mean, not that Raya has turned out much better for me, but there is a higher quality percentage of men on that app, in my opinion. Yeah, but I feel it's interesting I actually kind of was talking to somebody and I, I found them on Raya. He's like a big time actor. We're not going to name drop. I can tell you um, afterwards. But it's funny because I ran into him on the app and I messaged him. I was like, oh, funny enough, like you're on this app. And he's like, oh, well, I hope we match. Why do we need to match if we're Instagram DMing? We don't need to be on the app. But again, I mean, what we were just talking about before we started recording. Uh, exactly. Men. What? Like, he can't just ask you out there. He's like, oh, I hope we match in the future. Oh, no. He's he's asked me out. And he, from this other country, he was in New York for this date. And he was like, we'll save this date for me. And we'll hang out. And I was like, okay. And that date came around. And I, it's actually funny because he's probably going to listen to his podcast. And it's going to be hilarious because... <laughs> and he's going to hear this and he's going to know it's about him. But I've called him out. And that date came around. I was like, hey, like, are we still hanging out? Silence. Read my DM. Didn't say anything. Are you then, kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. Then he, I think it was either, no, for, I won a competition in January. He messaged me and he's like, congratulations. I'm so proud of you. It's like, thanks. But by the way, what was up with that? He said, I just didn't know how to respond with words what? I think it's pretty simple hey I'm busy I started seeing somebody I'm no longer interested there's a lot of different things you could say <laughs> instead of just reading my message and not responding and then acting like nothing ever happened seriously and there's I mean it's 2020 there's just no excuse for not answering a message because we all know that you saw it like that's what's so it's a scene very clearly <laughs> Oh my there gosh. was more. He mess. We were supposed to go on a coffee date. Same thing came around. I messaged him on the date. Didn't answer. Read my message. Then messaged me about like the Olympics being postponed. It was a whole thing. And again, now he's like, "Oh, yeah. I hope we match on Raya so we can message." Oh my god! 
I don't understand, like for the life of me. Yeah, that's what I what I regularly say, which is funny because segue into all this. So, I mean, I met you talking about your, your dating stories on TikTok. And when you talk to most people, they always mention how brutal first dates are or in general nowadays, how brutal dating is, which makes sense. You know, it's usually typical, typically strangers getting to know each other, trying to figure out if they want to date. So it's an uncomfortable setting. People are usually nervous, awkward silence. However, I have to be completely honest. I don't typically have horrible first date stories. I've been on a decent amount of dates from dating apps, but I've been actually pretty lucky. What about you? Nice. Uh, Honestly, I have not really had the same luck. I have been on some decent first dates. I don't know if it was living in Los Angeles or what it was, but most of my first dates throughout my 20s in Los Angeles, or if it wasn't the first date, the third or fourth, you name it, um, something always goes wrong. One of the ones recently, so I moved to Denver um, a few months back and I still have Raya and most of the guys on Raya are in LA or New York. But as I'm sure you've seen on the app, when someone has traveled to your area, it like pops up and says so-and-so is visiting Denver, like when you've matched them and then they come to your area. And a couple of guys from LA came to my area a couple of months ago And one of them direct requested me, which is the option where you pay like $2 or whatever to like go straight to the option of messaging them without them matching you. And he was cute. So I was like, yeah, sure. Like whatever. And I matched him. And then I matched with another guy right after that, that said that they had that friend in common. So I had matched with two guys who are from LA who are both visiting Denver who have each other in common. And I was like, oh, Like, they're probably friends, (laughs) right? That's hilarious. Like, this is weird. But the guy that I actually matched, not the one that direct requested me, matched me, like, first and messaged me first. So I was like, okay, like, I guess I'll go out with him. But I was like, hey, this is kind of a weird question, but, like, is so-and-so your friend? Because it says he's visiting here and that you guys have each other in common, and he just direct, direct requested me. And he was like, oh, yeah, like, we're friends. We're here together. That's really funny. Um, And he's like, I showed him your profile, like, before I matched you. So he, like, went and direct requested you after he saw that. And I was like, oh, like, that's weird, but funny, whatever. And we made dinner plans for the next day. And I was like, sure, like, I'd love to go. He seemed very polite. He, like, made a solid plan. He didn't ask me to go on a walk, which is a thing that I get asked all the time. Oh, my God. Yeah, no kidding. What is with that? Like, no, I'm not going to do my hair and makeup and get dressed up to go on a walk with you like men are crazy so I was excited that he asked me to dinner and I was like sure I'll go so like I get all dressed up I'm like super cute he sets a dinner place it's nice I go to meet him at the dinner place and I get there and his entire group of male friends is there with him oh my god you're kidding me and guess what the guy who direct requested me is standing right there and he's way cuter than the guy that I'm on the date with oh my god I can't believe he brought his entire posse right I was like what is this is this like a flex like are you trying to like show off that like you both matched with me and like you got me like what's the situation so I had to go around the circle and meet six different men that are all his closest friends from home this is bizarre so weird right so I'm like uh are they joining us 
this? Like, what's what's the vibe? This is this is weird. And he's like, no, don't worry. Like, they're leaving. They're just gonna like wait for me, and then after dinner, like, I'm gonna go hang out with them. And I was like, okay, like that's fine. So that's super weird. Also, he has his dog with him, which like, I love dogs and that's cool, but I'm confused because I'm like, you're visiting from Los Angeles and you have your dog here in this restaurant? Like This whole thing is confusing me. I don't know what's confusing me more. The part I like the most is the dog, but I'm confused. (laughs) Right? The part I like most was the dog as well. Um, Just like a weird thing. So we're sitting outside, we're waiting for our table, we're talking And I mentioned that he's like, oh, like, why did you move to Denver? Blah, blah, blah. And I tell him, oh, I was living in a high rise in SoCal. Like, I was stir crazy. I couldn't go to nature. They had the trails blocked off. Like, it just wasn't a good vibe. And I was like, you know what? I'm 29 years old. I'm going to go live somewhere where I can build a house. End of story. And he goes, you already have a house. What can I even give you? (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, my God. What, what is that? What even is that question? Thank you. Exactly. So I'm like, I like what? I don't, I don't know what you're saying. And he's like, I mean, I make good money. Like I'm a film executive, but I'm not making as much money as I will someday. And I was like, okay, like I didn't ask like none of this. So weird. So this is all before we even sit down. And while we're having this conversation, like his dog is here, his friends are right there next to us sitting on the bench, all like talking and staring. And it's a weird thing. So anyway, we go and we sit down for dinner. And I'm like, okay, finally, like at least we're alone with the dog and no one's here. And he's just immediately off. Like he seems like he's polite. He's honestly not that cute, which is fine if someone has a good personality. And I'm like, he's decently cute, right? And I'm like, maybe like I'm too picky about guys' looks. Maybe that's why I meet so many douchebags. That was kind of my philosophy. And this guy, the entire dinner, like just continually throws backhanded compliments at me. It's super weird. Anything that I say after he asks me, he like insults me for it. I, I honestly speech was like, I'm holding my breath because I know your TikTok stories and I know like they start off, they don't start off great, but they just get crazier and crazier and crazier. So I'm just, I know it's coming and I don't know what to say. It, it's so nuts. I didn't even really know what to think about it. And at one point, I don't remember how it got brought up, but he like, I don't, and he didn't know that, okay, I have had a nose surgery to fix. I had a broken nose and I got a nose job earlier this year to repair it. I had not mentioned that to him. He did not know about that. And he like complimented my nose. And I was like, oh, thanks. Like I actually got it fixed because it was broken before. Um, So thank you. I appreciate that. And he immediately goes, oh, so that's why it's kind of crooked. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. What? Yeah. And I'm looking at this man who has like an extremely crooked nose. And I know that mine is literally symmetrically like perfect because I paid for it. And I'm just like, is this guy for real? Like, and I know what he's doing. It's a tactic from a book by Neil Strauss. And if you're a man, do not go read this because it's terrible. It's for men who are too insecure to just compliment a woman and raise her up, but it's a book for pickup artists. And what he was doing is called negging. And it's where they basically give backhanded negative remarks to you disguised as compliments to take away your self-esteem so that they are more inclined to have a shot with you because they know that 
you're out of their league. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, the entire time you're speaking, I'm like this. He's literally the most insecure person I've ever heard of. Exactly. It was so uncomfortable. There were various comments like that throughout the night. And I just like stood my ground and would like laugh a little bit and then like look at my phone and look at the time and then put my phone back down and like keep eating. And I would like be polite and smile, but I was just like, are you trying to impress me? Like, why are these the things that you're saying? And then after the date, he really had the audacity to ask for a kiss. And then ask to see me again. He wanted to take me on another date. And I laughed and said, I'm going to have to think about that. Got in my car, went home. He messaged me the very next day and asks me out again. And I'm like, you do realize that you were nagging me the entire night. Like, I don't know how you were raised or what type of woman you have dated or what type of men you are constantly around, but like... This is not acceptable behavior. I'm looking for a future husband. You're 32 years old and like you're behaving this way. And he literally said, I'm not going to lie. I just had to read that book because we're optioning it for a film. And I was trying a new strategy. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. So then me being the petty, I'll just say brat, um, that I am. I decide, well, you know what? His friend who direct requested me, that was, that's still in my Raya. So I immediately message him and I'm like, so did you tell your buddy to approach me with Neil Strauss's pickup artist techniques and insult me all night so that I would come running to you? Or did he do that all on his own? And his friend was like, oh my God, I love the savagery. Oh my God. Yes. I knew I liked you for a reason. And now I completely understand why. (laughs) And his friend goes, oh my God, no, he did not. I was like, yes, he completely did. And he was like, I tell you what, let's let the dust settle a little bit. When you're in LA in a couple weeks, let's go to dinner. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) It's so funny. So I kind of, in after college, my high school crush decided that he finally had a crush on me. Anyways, so I we were out at some bar together and he was like trying to flirt with me that night. And then my friend and I, we just left and he texted me saying, you know, asking where am I? And I said, I left. And his response was, wah. And I told his friend this story and he's like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Like guys don't know how their friends act when they're dating. So it's just crazy when you come back and tell them, they're like, exactly what? I really thought my friend was cool. And this is how he acts. It's amazing. It's such an amazing reaction. It's such a funny thing. Men truly have no idea. I'm always telling guys that in the comments, like when I post about dating, you know, men always have something to say in the comments. And I'm like, you guys literally have no idea how one another act and treat women when they're one-on-one. Like, you know them, but that's a completely different person than they present to women. Oh yeah. I mean, it's in general, like if you like, you're never or people are never gonna know you in the same way because there's different scenarios of your behavior so obviously their friends aren't dating them so they have no idea they just know they're bros and like how emotional do you guys get or how in-depth do they get they're like oh how was the date cool did you smash no and that's really it they don't say anything else so let me tell you about one of mine so which was crazy so this one was when i was like 17 years old uh i don't remember the backstory of it All I know is he, I was out with my friend for coffee at Starbucks near Union Square Park in New York. And we like saw a guy and she mentioned how she knew him or she mentioned like that she did know him, like a mutual friend or something. 
I remember him like making eye contact with us and like looking back at him. He was tall. I don't know if I really saw him and thought he was attractive or maybe I was just 17. I was like, oh my God, like, let me go on a date. Let me flirt with a boy. But then he, he messaged me on MySpace back in the day to, to go on a date. So we did. Um, I literally had to write this out. So I remember the entire story. I like had to sit down on it. But so we, we met up at that same Starbucks and then we, I don't remember us doing anything else, but like sitting, talking. And then he's like, well, let's go over to Barnes and Noble. There was like one right over there in Union Square Park. I was like, okay, weird, but fine. Yeah. Sounds fine. So we're like walking around and then he was like, well, let's go downstairs. Okay, whatever. Uh, And then he like goes and opens a book. I'm like looking at something. He calls me over. I love telling this story. He's flipping through a book and he's like, come here, look at it with me. He's like, okay. It was naked old people. What? Yes. Yes. And like, you know how you're like super shocked and you just don't really know what to say. I just remember standing there like staring as he's like, it's just like old people photography and they're just naked. And he's just normally flipping through it. And I just remember just standing there and being like, is this my life? Is this, yeah, what? Is this real? And then we like walked out and we, I'm still shocked the entire time because otherwise I probably would have ran, run away. But then he, he had the audacity to ask me to kiss him. And I was like, no, I don't think I need my first kiss like this. Completely a fair response. What the heck? Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I have, I'm continually shocked. By the behavior of men. Yeah, I know. It never stops. It never stops. What else? What else you got? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this one, I never made it to the first date with him. Uh, This was a guy from a dating app. This actually terrified me. I went back and forth with whether I should file a police report about it or not. Um, But basically, really beautiful guy. um, Big social media following. Just like an Instagram model guy vibe. Very LA, whatever. I was like, he's beautiful. I'll probably never date him, but like might be fun for a bit. And we had been texting a lot. And he kept being like, tell me secrets about you. Like, tell me secrets about you. And I was like, I don't really have any secrets, to be honest. Like, I'm a brutally honest, very open, blunt person. Like, it's just kind of who I am. And he's like, well tell me a secret. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is weird. I'm like, you can tell me a secret. Like, I don't really have any secrets. And this guy's like, well, I tried to kill someone in middle school once. And my only regret is that they didn't die. And I was like, that's a sick joke. Like, why would you say that? Right? And he's like, no, I'm not kidding. This kid used to steal my pop tarts every day when I was in gym class. And I was like, okay, like you're joking, right? Cause I'm still like, no, this guy's been like nice. He's been texting me for like a week. He seems normal. And he's like, no, this kid would steal my Pop-Tarts every single day when I was in gym class. And it made me so mad because I would get to lacrosse practice after school. Of course he was a lacrosse player, um, side note. Anyway, he's like, I would get to lacrosse practice after school and I would be starving and I got really mad. So I decided to use my mom's insulin needles to inject bleach into Pop-Tarts for three days straight through the wrapper. And then I put those Pop-Tarts in my backpack. Yeah, this guy is literally telling me this. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And he's like, yeah, the kid had a seizure. Like he had to be taken to the hospital, but like he didn't die. And that was my only regret. (laughs) Oh my God. Like full blown sociopath, like no remorse. I was like, 
one, what the F is wrong with you? Like you are sick. I want absolutely nothing to do with you. Like do not ever contact me again. Like that is horrifying. And then he tried to be like, you're overreacting. Like, why are you overreacting? He didn't die. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, what? I think everybody should be required to have therapy. Thank you, everyone. Because the fact that he's walking around asking for your secret and then just, okay, kids are stupid. Let's say I did this, which that's a lot, but let's say I had the stupid idea. I would never, ever, ever tell anybody about this thank you why is he parading it i because he's i I don't even understand i don't oh my god i felt so sick to my stomach like i was so disturbed and disgusted like i blocked him i saved a bunch of screenshots of it i saved voice notes because he had sent a lot of it in voice notes so i had like recorded them with sound just like and the fact that he thought i would want to go on a date with him after he said that, like, I don't want to die. Yeah, he's going to be putting bleach in your food next. <laughs> Jesus. So that was horrifying. Um, that, I think, is probably the worst one prior to a date. Um, yeah, I've got a lot of them, though. I feel like living in Los Angeles is not really the place to be, like, a young 20-something who trusts everyone because you're from the Midwest. <laughs> I just don't – I hear. I keep hearing that, that, like, dating in L.A. is – just a wild time and like you ask someone they're like you're like what do you mean they're like no you'll never understand (laughs) but like it's not like dating in new york is great either like there's like people ghost you all the time and just like weird stuff and they're like no 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 la is very different and now i think i completely understand it's insane i think that in the culture of la it's like it's very superficial it's very egocentric people move there for very self-focused goals and like entertainment and all of that so i feel like i think it fosters a lot of like narcissism and narcissistic personalities which results in um dates like those wow Wow. Well, I mean, it's like, at least it's great podcast material. Right? Jesus. It's good for something. I thought I had f- hilarious stories, but I mean, I guess I shouldn't have been surprised. I have heard all of your TikTok stories. <laughs> oh, my God. I swear. And like every every so often, I'll be like, it's always when I'm driving. I'll be driving around in Colorado and think like, oh, my God, do you remember when that guy? And it's like something that I've blocked out. And I'm like, TikTok material. <laughs> Yeah, like, you just block out these things because they're so ridiculous. <laughs> like, I would be afraid for my for my life with that second guy. Oh, that was the worst. That was seriously, like, made me sick to my stomach. And the other month, this is when I remembered him. I think it was, like, two months ago. I got on CoStar, that astrology app, and it, like, suggested yeah. that I add him. And I was like, ah, uh, like, this is a real human. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. Jesus. Like just the fact that he showed absolutely no empathy and like plot twist, the kid stealing your pop tarts was probably starving. He probably didn't have food at home. Like people don't just take food in like a situation like that for no reason. Yeah, oh. but as kids, you don't understand. Like I said, that's why I think I think everybody should be having therapy. I think we would be such a much better place if everybody was was in therapy. I one thousand percent agree. I tell every man that I go on a date with, like. Do you go to therapy? I prefer men who have been to therapy or... To me, it's a turn on when they're like, oh, yeah, when I spoke to my therapist, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, okay. Right? I'm like, I'm in. This is is good. (laughs) 
That's it. When are we moving in? Let's do it. I'm ready. 100%. So my other ridiculous date, I met this guy on Hinge. Uh We were messaging back and forth. We were bantering, flirting. It was great conversation. He lived in Hoboken, which is like only 40 40 minutes away from where I was living, which was great. And then it was around Easter and he came to his parents' house in, maybe I just won't keep saying names of like towns that he's in. So he's, so maybe not everyone can figure out who he is. You're so nice. A a town relatively close to me. (laughs) And he didn't have a car because he's in Hoboken. So he like asked me, he's like, hey, can you pick me up? We'll go over to this, to this cool bar in like the town next to me. I was like, yeah, I love that bar. I'll come pick you up. So let me set the vibe because it'll start making sense. So I was, at the time I was driving a 2008 Nissan Versa, which was we it was secondhand or like whatever. I was the second owner. I was at that, that point. It was an old car because this was what, like three years ago, probably three years ago. And I was missing hubcaps because they fell off when they were changing my tires, which I didn't care. For me, it was important that I got from point A to point B. I didn't have I couldn't afford a new car yet. Also, the handle came off twice, and we glued it in once, fell off again. So, like, I can get into this car. I don't care. Anyways, I pull up. He comes out. He's, like, 15, 20 pounds heavier than his photo, which is fine, but, like... But it's nice to know. Don't put old photos. No. Like, I already don't trust you. Yes. It's just not necessary. Like, I've dyed my hair a bunch of colors, so, like, for safety, I just put pictures with different colors. So, like, if I show up, you already know. You're like, oh, yeah, she's had this hair color. I'm not surprised. Anyways, on our drive over, he makes some insensitive joke about my car, probably thinking he's funny. Then we, we go inside. We were sitting down, eating something, I don't know, nachos, a few drinks. Conversation was fine, normal, jokes, whatever. Then the place is closing. So he's like, well, why don't we go over to this other bar in this other town? And, like, everything in Jersey is kind of, like, minimum 15-minute drive anywhere you're going. But I didn't care. I was like, all right, well, there's this date. We're hanging out. Fine. We go to this other bar. And I kid you not, this he turned into a different human being. I don't know why. I don't think – I definitely wasn't that drunk. But he all of a sudden is, like, telling me stories about his friends, how they get hammered all the time, and how, like, there's just, like, some derby party thing that they all go to and they get super – they get dressed up and super blacked out and how, like, we're going to go to it. And I'm like – like, I like to go out every once in a while, but I don't really think about, like, blacking out when I go out. It just happens sometimes. Right? And that's just not really, like, an event that sounds like my my kind of thing. Like, that was cool when I was 18, 19, 20, but not at this point. Anyways, we're still there because, again, I'm just like, I don't understand what's happening. I'll keep staying here and, and see where this goes. So we start playing that that game, the basketball game when you're shooting and you're trying to make as many shots as you can in a, like, a lot amount of time. He goes yeah. first, and then I go afterwards, and I start beating his score. Yes. And he goes, he goes, oh, my God, you bitch. Um, what? I kind of didn't say anything about it, but I just I was like, mm, I'm out. I'm I'm done. Like this is this is not my type of person. No. It's just no. it's just not I don't think that's a good joke from anybody. You just don't need to be calling me that, especially on a first date. Exactly. And, anyways, drive him home. Whatever. I think he told me to text him when I got home, which I did. I was like, Yep, home I'm home. Don't worry. So next day it's Easter. I remember I came home, I told my mom the whole story. So we're the next day we're driving to church. And I get a text from him. He's like, hey, happy Easter. I just finished making meatballs. That makes me husband material, right? Yikes. <laughs> and I read this message. I'm like, you called me a bitch last night. And now you're texting me about meatballs. 
what? Like, are these supposed to just cancel each other out? And I remember, like, I responded as nicely as I could. I was like, hey, honestly, I really just don't, just don't think we're, you know, we're not soulmates. And he's like, well, can I ask why? I'm like, okay, well, you know, I, I do owe him this explanation. It's like, well, you know, like, you were a little bit insensitive and you're laughing about my car making jokes. Which like, okay, maybe I could get over. But then you, you called me a bitch. And whether or not it was a joke or not, it's just not, it's just not the kind of thing that I, I want from a guy that I'm dating. And he goes like, oh, you just don't have a sense of humor. Oh my God, gross. <laughs> I'm like, um, maybe it's maybe, but that means we have like different senses of humor. So it sounds like we're not going to fit. And he like kept arguing with me. I don't remember all the things. Then he messaged me two weeks later, inviting me to a charity event, like a hockey charity event. <laughs> and I was like, no, like, no, I'm okay. I'll pass. And he's like, but it's for a charity. I was like, I understand, but you could find somebody else. And he's like, I can't believe you wouldn't go with me for a charity. I was like, uh, oh my this god this didn't convince me i'm still not interested a year later he adds me on instagram and then texts me again texts me and he's like hey i saw you on hinge or whatever looks like you're still single do you want to go out and i just remember i literally remember standing in my kitchen being like this isn't real this isn't real this man is not just acting like nothing ever happened so I'm like, um, like funny that you text me, but however, I am still not interested. Oh no, I think I was, I think I was sassy. I think I said, well, we have different senses of humor, so I just don't know why you would need to, why you would want to go out on a date with me. And he was like, what are you talking about? Oh my so we're god, gonna play stupid. We're gonna play stupid. Okay. I was like, well, you called me a bitch, and he's like, no, I would never do that. Like, so well, you called me a bitch. I don't have a sense of humor. Now I'm a liar. Please delete my number. Never contact me again. Oh. Oh my god now he's totally toxic yeah. first he gaslighted you then tried to manipulate you by being like you just don't yeah. have a sense of humor like oh awful disgusting and then, and then try to get use a charity event to take me on and a then date. tried to guilt you for saying no to it because it was a charity event as if yeah. you owe him anything like no I, I don't think i owed him i owed the charity uh-huh that's what he said <laughs> Oh my, yeah. yeah. Bullet dodged. Honestly, congrats for dodging that because Thanks. yikes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you reminded me, it wasn't really so much a date. Well, I guess technically in hindsight it is a date. Date. When your influencer story. So I, in like, when I was like 19 or 20, I had this huge crush on this big name model. And he was huge around that time. Like he was all over Tumblr. All the girls were obsessed with him. I'm sure if I showed you his photo, you're going to remember exactly who I'm talking about. He was everywhere. Abercrombie, Massimo Duto, or whatever the hell that store is. Uh -huh. Boss, everywhere. So he slid into my DMs. And then followed me also. So I responded. And I was like, I, I, I really, I was like, I'm confused why this happened. Is this really you? Like, why are you following me? What's going on? Whatever. And he's like, well, you're beautiful. I found your account. How did you even... F I don't remember what he said that he found my account. I think he was like, I was looking at fencing videos for whatever reason. And I clicked... On I don't know. I don't Aww, remember. He stalked you. Right? I don't know. I have no idea what the story was. But we messaged back and forth for a few months. And then every year we have a competition in France. So during my training camp... And he, his dad lives like an hour and a half or two hours away out of Paris. And that's where he was living at the time. So I told him I was going to be in town. He's like, we'll take a train into Paris. We'll spend the day. I'll, I'll be your tour guide. Cool. 
yeah, I mean, awesome. I'll just hang out with a, like, a big name model. No big deal. Yeah. And we were, we were walking around. He was like, we were like Notre Dame, all that. And then he was telling me how he's an AA. And I was like, oh, like, okay, like you have a drinking problem. He's like, well, like with modeling, like you just see a lot of drugs, like you kind of get it like pushed into drinking and like hanging out with all these parties. So he's like, yeah, like I ended up starting to drink too much too often. So I wanted to get help. I was like, wow, I, commendable. And he's like, but I can drink beers because beer is an alcohol. I'm pretty sure it's alcohol. Last time I checked, but I don't think I kind of just like laugh. I was like, haha, <laughs> this is maybe a joke. And then we, he likes, he's like, well, why don't we go and sit down at this restaurant? I could get, use a glass of wine. I was like, what is happening? Like, you just told me you're an AA. You've been sober for the last several months, but we're going to drink some wine. He's like, yeah, wine's fine. Okay. Sounds good. We, con- we continued drinking that entire day from like one bar to another bar. No. It gets funnier. I go and I check the train back to the town that I was staying in. And the last train left like 40 minutes ago. There's no other trains home. Oh, no. So I just remember looking at my phone, and I look up, and I'm like, oh, my God. And he's like, what? And I was like, the last train left 40 minutes ago. And he's like, yeah, you didn't know that. <laughs> what? What do you What do you mean? How, did I, I, I don't live here. Did you know that? And he's like, yeah. I thought you knew. No, you know I'm not from here. What? I, I don't know. It's like 9, it was like 9.30 or 9.40. And he's, and he's like, yeah, they stop. Like, the last one's at 9, 9 o'clock. So you, you could have had that conversation with me. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. We'll just get a hotel room. And I was like, um, I don't, really, I don't really know how I, how I feel about this. I'm like, how, how, I'm like starting to panic, whatever. And he's like, it'll be fine. Don't worry. Like, it'll be fine. Uh. We like kept drinking. And at that point, like I started checking hotel rooms and I couldn't afford anything. Like they're all like a few hundred euros or like, I think the cheapest was like 150 euros. And I was like, I'm screwed. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. So he, he was like, let's go like to, he like gets an Uber, whatever. We pull up to a hotel. And I was like, I'm just going to figure this out. I'll figure this out. We'll see what happens. If anything, I'll like lock myself in the bathroom. I'll figure it out. And then we, we got into the room. It that part, this part doesn't, isn't bad. It was just creepy in the beginning, but we, he like was trying to wrestle me, whatever. And then I said how I was like, oh my God, I'm so drunk. I don't feel really good. And then I just like laid down and went to sleep and I woke up to him cuddling me. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I got to go. My train, first train home. Got to go. Bye. So at least he was harmless, but yikes that he didn't mention like, hey, just so you know, the last train is about to leave. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. No, th- I mean, this man was a lot of red flags. We're, I mean, you know, he was in AA beer's fine wine's fine we're hammered it's okay (laughs) but yeah i forgot about that story until literally today oh my gosh that is so funny yeah man men anything anything else that stands out in your head oh my god i have i have endless stories um let's do one more one more okay um one more oh man this one is (laughs) i don't know oh good I dated this one guy for a couple of months. He had zero red flags. None. Like that that's that's already a big flag somehow. Exactly. And it was, but like I told myself like no, he just doesn't have any red flags. Maybe he's just a nice guy. Like No, I learned if they if they seem perfect, it's the opposite. That's when you run. <laughs> a thousand percent. Yes. Um so anyway, I had been dating him for a couple of months. And I thought he was a good guy, so I was like, oh, it's it's safe to sleep with him. I am someone who is, like, very energetically sensitive. Like, I always feel when things are off just energetically. I feel something, and I get, like, a thought in my head of, like, something's off. And 
while we were hooking up, I had that thought and I turn around and this man is filming with his phone. Oh my God. He immediately throws his phone down and I'm like, what the F were you just doing? Like fully pissed. Cause I know already. And I'm like, give me your phone. And he's like, no, like I wasn't, I wasn't filming. I wasn't, I wasn't doing that. And I'm like, give me your phone right now. So he hands it over and I go through and sure enough, there's video of me that he never requested permission to take. And so I delete it. I delete it from there. He like starts crying at this point. He's like crocodile tears. Like, I'm so sorry. Like he starts saying like, I can, I'm going to order food. Like, I'm so sorry. Like I'll never do it again. Like I wasn't going to do anything with it. I was just going to keep it for me. And I'm like, no, like this is so screwed up. Like you literally cannot do that. So I like go through. When did he set it up? You don't. You obviously didn't know when he set it up. But like, when could it have had happened? He had it in his hand, like literally. Oh. Wow. <gasps> yeah. I thought he like tried to secretly set it up. I don't know which one's worse, actually. Now that I think about it. Right. Now that I think about it. Right. Like the fact that he was so confident that he could just do that, like horrifying. But thank God, like I just felt energetically like something's off. Like I don't know, and turned around and looked. So I deleted it from his deleted photos, which, by the way, I saw like 20 other women in there. So, Love that for you. Love serious, that. serious issue this man has going on. So like I delete it from there, too. But all I can think about is like the iCloud. Oh, no. Like, there's I don't I don't know if things auto upload were in his house. Like, I don't know this man besides the last two months that I've thought like he's a perfect gentleman. He's done all the right things. He's acted the proper way up until now. So I'm like freaked out. I'm in shock. I like cuss this man out. He's crying. I end up having to comfort him because he's crying, which is like the most screwed up thing in the world. They they do stuff like this and then you're the one comforting them. The Bozo from TikTok did the same thing. He's like, I loved you. I'm so sorry. And you're like. I was like, shut up. I was like, I don't want to hear your tears. You got caught. Grow up. Exactly. And this man was 31 years old. I was like, are you a child? Like, what are you? You are a 31 year old man. He orders food. He orders ice cream. He's like bribing me to not be upset at this point. I eat the food and then I'm sitting there and I'm like, no, like what the heck am I doing here? So I freak out. I leave. I go home. I call my attorneys because I'm like, I don't know this man. Did this straight up go to his iCloud? Like, I have no idea. And they're like, no worries. We know exactly what to do about this. Like, no charge. They send the most aggressive season desist letter I have ever seen in my entire life. And I love that. They call him a pervert. They tell him the number of laws he has violated, the amount of financial damages I would be entitled to if I were to sue for this. They tell him that within 24 hours, he needs to get a letter back to their office confirming that there is absolutely no copy of any footage or photos of me in any way, shape, or form on any cloud devices, phone, computer, anywhere. And basically, they're like, after you confirm this, if we discover that you have this in your property or this or in your possession and this gets leaked or so on and so forth, like you will be put in jail and you will be fined up to this much money. And right at the top of this letter, it literally says, we represent Olivia, um, blah, blah, blah. And like, you are not to contact her in any way, shape or form from here forward. The first thing messages you this guy does is text me a photo of it and calls me a bitch. Love that. 
Love right? that. That makes sense. Don't contact. Here's a photo. You're a bitch. Of course. Logical. Right. But honestly, I that is something that... And I've, I've heard of friends, this happening to friends more and more now. I don't know if it's the times, the amount of phone interaction we have or what but like there are men who think that this is okay without woman's permission I've also had friends who have been in this situation who have ended up with their stuff online and guess what once it's there it never comes back like you can't get it down never nope so oh my god I feel like we need to be getting lock boxes now and it's like well if you want to get intimate you can put your phone in this safe yep and you can take it out later. Yep. Jesus. I am such a neurotic person now about that. Like, I am constantly on edge about that. Um, even, like, with the guy that I'm currently dating, who is honestly a wonderful person, I know he would never do that. Anytime we're going to be intimate, I search the room, find where his phone is, and then I can, like, relax. Actually, yeah. Oh my God, no kidding. So if this ever happens to any of you, like literally call a lawyer. It's the only thing you can do to protect yourself. And if you're lucky, they'll serve it to him in person on his doorstep like they did mine. I kind of love that. I kind of love that. Good for you. <laughs> well, I think this is only appropriate. I have a red flag segment that I do. Yes. So basically the question is, and we talk about whether or not we think it's a red flag. So the first one is, if they're going around saying that they're a good guy, red flag or not? Red flag. Good people don't need to say that they're good people. I absolutely agree. Every shitty guy that I've ever dated has been saying how much of a good guy he is, especially from TikTok. (laughs) He was the one that he was like, oh, I'm such a great guy. I'm a gentleman. You'll never have to touch a door, but don't worry. I'm going to mess with everybody. I'm going to touch everyone else, but I won't. (laughs) Yikes. Yep. Yep, no. The moment a guy tells me he's a good guy, and he's like, oh, I'm just such a good guy, and I don't get him like, nope, goodbye. Please delete my number. I never want to talk to you again. Glad we agree. All right, next one. They have zero opinions. Ooh, I don't like that either. Um, I don't know if that's just a preference, but sometimes I think when they have zero opinions that they're just trying to mirror you to an extreme. And if someone's just mirroring, mirroring your every opinion and quality, it's more of a manipulation tactic in my experience. Yeah, I just like somebody that, I don't know, because I am a strong person, I feel like I need, I guess if I have another like significant person, we're going to clash. But like I just don't need somebody that's like, okay, yeah, sure. Like I want you to tell me if I'm wrong. I want you to be like, no, I don't want to go eat there. I just, I don't know. I don't want to be dating plain bread. Exactly. Someone needs to have some kind of opinion on something. All right. And then another one is they don't cover their mouth when they sneeze. Oh, that's just gross. I like to see a man with manners. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's a red flag either. I definitely don't like it. I guess maybe it's more of a, I don't know if I'd go as far as pet peeve. Yeah. But I remember my, my ex did it and I was like, you can't, you can't just like cover your mouth. <laughs> just like pick up your hand. It's just there. Or I don't know. Like, turn to this. There's a lot of options. There's a lot of options of things that you can do. And it's just less gross and more sanitary. Definitely. That's like, it's like a hygiene thing. Like, oh my God, I dated this athlete once and he was awful. And he would like go out and skateboard all day long and be filthy. Like, I'm talking dirt under his nails, like dirt all over his t-shirt. And he would try to get in my bed like that. No, you have to shower. He also, at 28 years old, said, I didn't know that I was supposed to brush my teeth twice a day. No. Swear to God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's truly horrifying. I'm really excited. It was funny. My mom, uh, the guy that I've been dating who visited this last week, my mom called and she was like, 
does he brush his teeth and like shower? Cause she knew about my last ex and I was like, yes, he does like a lot. He's very clean. Oh, I, wow. Like the bar is so low. It's so low. So low. <laughs> There's just so little we, we need. Brush your teeth, take showers, ask for permission, be loyal. <laughs> don't bring your friends to everything. Jesus Christ. Wow. Like I said, I knew you had great stories. I didn't realize how many. I feel like we could be just go on and on listening to your stories. I mean, I've had bad exes, but just not to this, not to this degree for sure. Jesus. It's so insane. Jesus. Like I keep waiting for it to be a joke, you know, like fingers crossed about the current one. But yeah, uh, you definitely deserve a good one to make up for all the bad ones. They always say you have to hit rock bottom before you find the one. I'm hoping I'm hoping that this one is my fingers are crossed from you. It sounds like I hit rock bottom the last one, so I think maybe the next one's going to be it, too. I think so. I think you're there. Yeah, you know. But in 2021, no no expectations for 2020. Same. Same. It's literally, I'm like, I'm typically such a, like, serial monogamous where I, like, I want to be in the relationship now. And in 2020 this year, like, even though this is going so well, I'm like, not yet. Like, let's just. I know. I'm, I'm literally the same way. I'm always like, I see a person and I just like want to be with this person. I don't want to talk to others. But me on the entire time, I'm like, no, Monica, we're going to keep everybody in the picture because it's 2020. We'll figure it out in 2021. There's nothing to figure out now nowadays. Let's just let's just calm down and let's relax a little bit. A hundred percent. That was me. Oh I was God. like, as soon as you move here, like we can date. And until then, like, let's just chill out. He's like, who are you? A person that's been screwed over time and time again way too many times wow i didn't realize how alike we were until this conversation i love it when i saw your one video i was like oh my god she's living my life right now i need to give her my raya code yeah i know right let me let me find more crazies on raya jesus <laughs> oh my god well olivia thank you this has been amazing and it's been your first podcast i think you i think you nailed it i think you did a great job <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. I'm glad I'm not yeah. the only one who encounters these men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not alone for sure. I'm sure a lot of my listeners will listen to this and be like, oh, yep, not alone either. <laughs> uh, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you on social media? Sure. Um, you can find me on TikTok at Olivasaurus Rex. I don't know if I can even, it's like Olivia, but without the second eye. Olivosaurus Rex, like the dinosaur. Okay. I mean, I'm going to link it anyway in here, but I figure I'll just, you know, you can tell the listeners. <laughs> cool. Thank you again. Thanks for short sharing all of your stories. I hope I didn't bring up too much PTSD for you. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. That therapy stuff really works. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.